The Old Testament reading for this, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, is taken from the 38th chapter of the book of Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darken, that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man, and I will question you, and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band? and prescribed limits for it, and set bars and doors, and said, Thus far you shall come, and no farther, and here shall your proud ways be stayed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The epistle lesson for this morning is taken from the sixth chapter of Second Corinthians. Working together with him, then, we appeal to you, not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, by great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, and calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through splendor and praise, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Your heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, I speak as to children, widen your hearts also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter. On that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let's go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took with him, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And the other boats were with them. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. 
but he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he woke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who is this? Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. I bring you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for this morning is taken from the Gospel lesson from Mark chapter 4. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is our text. This is a cool story. This is a cool story because it has so many different elements in it. The disciples and Jesus are on one side of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus is talking and preaching and and teaching the people. And the text starts off that day when evening came. So the sun was setting. Evening was coming. And Jesus says, let's go across the sea. Let's go across to the other side of the lake. Now, the Sea of Galilee is, is called the sea. It's, it's really just a, a rather big lake. You can see across it, but it's a pretty good-sized lake. And it's sitting in a, in a kind of a low spot. There's hills all around it. And the Sea of Galilee is kind of known for these squalls, these storms that rise up and, and, and make life on the Sea of Galilee hard, difficult, and even treacherous. The, the warm wind comes up from the south and it, it comes across the lake. And you know what happens when warm wind comes across a body of water. It sucks up some water through the lake and you get storms. You get squalls. You get what happens in the text. So these disciples are, and Jesus are, are going across the sea. And suddenly you've got one of these storms that comes up. And listen to how the text describes the wind and the waves and the condition of the boat. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. The wind and the waves came up, and the waves are beating against the side of the boat so much so that they're they're starting to come into the boat. Now, that's not uncommon. But it must have been such a sight that these seasoned fishermen, remember you got 
you've got James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they're fishermen. Simon and Andrew, his brother, are also fishermen. You've got four fishermen in this group. And they're afraid. This is not just a, a bunch of nondescript people. These are seasoned fishermen. They know what they're doing. The wind and the waves is terrifying. So much so that they're afraid of their life. They're battling the wind, they're battling the waves, they're battling their current condition. And they need help. So who, of course, is going to help them? The one who made the wind, the one who made the waves. The one in the Old Testament lesson from Job says, Where are you when I set the foundations of the earth? Were you there when I set its measurements and said to the plows waves, Thus far you shall go and no farther? Are you the one who has set the limits and set the foundations of the earth? No, it's God himself. So who are these disciples going to turn to? They're going to turn to Jesus. And yet, where's Jesus? Listen to the text. Jesus was in the stern, in the back of the boat, asleep on a cushion, on the little, on the little soft, soft mat that was set there for the, the captain to be able to take a rest. He was sitting on the boat cushion. And not just sitting there, he was asleep. And these disciples, they're terrified, they're afraid. So much so that look at how they address Jesus. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Teacher, we're drowning here and you're asleep. Teacher, help us, and yet you're sleeping. These guys are terrified. They're afraid of the storm. They're afraid of where they're at, and they need help. Don't you care, Jesus? Listen to the text. Jesus gets up, rebuked the wind and the waves, and said, Quiet, or peace, be still. The original Greek has got a, 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 even a cooler term for this. It's not peace, it's not quiet. It's instead, be muzzled. Be muzzled. Shut up. Stop your growling. Stop your complaining. Stop the mess and the, the fuss that you're making. He says that to the wind and the waves. Not just stop now. But the form of the verb is stop now and continue to be stopped. Be muzzled now and continue to be muzzled. Be still. The wind died down. The wind died down. Now, I've been on a boat plenty of times. And the wind can stop, but guess what? The waves are still going to go. Waves are still going to continue to, to crash over the side of the boat. Maybe not as intense, but they're going to continue. But look at the text. The wind died down, and it was completely calm. This isn't some, well, the storm has passed, and now we've still got the wind, or the, the waves, and we've still got some action. No, Jesus says, be muzzled, 
The wind stops, and it's calm. What a sight that must have been for those disciples to go from, from being afraid of their life to now sitting in a calm sea. So much so that look at the reaction of the disciples. They were terrified. They were afraid. And asked each other, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Who is this? They know who it is. But I think in their astonishment, I think in their, their, their wonder, they realize what just happened. And they say to each other, in essence, this is cool, but who is this in the back of the boat? This is Jesus. The one who made the wind, the one who made the waves. This is the one who controls everything. I love the story. Because not only is it a story about an event that happened 2,000 years ago, I think it applies very well to today. Your daily life, my daily life. Because in reality, you and I could have been in the boat along with those disciples. And you and I could have faced the same thing. But in reality, don't we face the same thing every day? Yeah, we're not sitting in a boat in the Sea of Galilee, but aren't we facing storms in our daily life? Don't we face things that unexpectedly come up and, and threaten us? Don't we, in essence have to deal with things that are unexpected so much so that we are terrified and afraid of what's going to happen next. You and I might as well have been in that boat because you and I are in a boat right now facing the storms of life, facing unexpected storms that are swamping us, that are overtaking us, and making us fear for our everyday life. Whether it's health issues, or financial issues, or, or relationships, or whether it's whatever kind of life events that you and I experience, we might as well have been in that boat, because we are in a storm. The devil, the world, and even our own sinful flesh make it hard. Hard to exist, hard to deal with, and hard to go on. We are terrified. And we're afraid. Whether we want to admit it or not. Because the devil knows all the buttons to push. The devil knows how to, to get you to doubt. The devil knows how to get you to be afraid. The devil knows your sin. And mine. And he's so good at reminding us and causing us to fear, causing us to doubt. So where do we turn? We want to turn to our God, but just like the disciples, it's as if he's asleep at the switch. That our God doesn't care. He's nowhere in sight. Because you and I have to face the everyday life. 
So in the midst of those storms of life, we're afraid. Fear replaces faith too often. It's as if we're dying right here, right now. We're swamped. We're perishing. We're dying. We're hurting. We're sinning. Where's Jesus? It's not like he's standing up and saying, hey, everything's going to be okay, and I'm going to stop the wind and the waves, and everything's going to be completely still. Because it isn't. We're in the boat, and it's rocking, and it's being filled, and we're dying. We need that Savior. We need that one to come into our life and say to the wind, say to the waves, say to the things that are hurting us, peace, be muzzled, be still. Oh, how I wish that Jesus would appear and make everything easy. He doesn't, and yet he does. He doesn't come and, and say to the wind and the waves, to the, the storms that you and I face, be muzzled, stop, quit, and get away, devil. Instead, our God says to you and to me, don't worry. Don't worry because you and I have our Lord and Savior who isn't sitting in the back asleep at the switch, but you and I have our God who walks with us. Our God who knows what we're facing, who knows what we're dealing with because he's been there. He's walked the road that you walk. He's had to face the difficulties that you and I face. He's had to deal with sin, with Satan. And with the struggles of his daily life. Because he was man. He is man. And what does our God do? Our God takes your troubles and mine upon himself. Our God takes your sin and my sin upon himself. And he goes to the cross and he says, It is finished. It is done. Remember I said the word muzzle, be peace, be still, is, is an action with ongoing consequences, ongoing action? The same form of the verb is used when Jesus says, Peter says it is finished. It's an action that happens now, but has consequences forward. When Jesus hangs on the cross, he is in essence saying to the devil, it is finished now, and it's going to be finished. That your sins are forgiven, eternal life is yours, and the storm, the storm of sin, is done. He says to the devil, get out of here, get moving, be muzzled, shut up, it is finished. Your sins are forgiven. Eternal life is yours. And our response, our response to that great debt that Jesus has paid 
is the same as the disciples in the boat. What's the response of the disciples in the boat after Jesus calms the storm? They are afraid. They're terrified. Not because of they're afraid of Jesus, like, oh no, he's going to hurt me kind of fear. It's rather the awe. The recognition that Jesus is more than meets the eye. Jesus is the one who can calm the storm. Jesus is the one who can forgive sin. We stand in awe. We stand in fear. Because we know that Jesus is the one who calms the wind, calms the waves, calms our sin, takes away our sin, and we stand in awe. Fear, love, and trust in God above all things. That's the kind of fear that the disciples had. That's the kind of fear that you and I have. We stand in awe of the Creator. Not only the one who made us, but the one who walks with us every day of our life. Granting us the things that we need. Granting us forgiveness in life. We stand in awe of our Lord. And we... We are survivors. These disciples, they, they didn't drown in the boat. They went on to the other side of the lake and their ministry, Jesus' ministry, continued. You and I, we're survivors. We have a ministry to accomplish. We have a ministry to do here on earth. Cool little side note. You know what this part of the church is called? It's called the nave. Nowhere else is called the nave. A boat. It's where we get the term navy. You're in the boat right now. You're in the boat of the church. Not just the physical building, but you're in the boat of faith. And if you're in the boat, who else is in the boat? Your Lord and Savior. He's going to see you through. Because you and I have a ministry. You and I have a mission. We are survivors. God directs us to go to the other side of the lake, other side of the world, other side of the street, other side of our comfort zone, and continue to preach. Sometimes even, even using words. To preach the gospel. To preach what we have seen and heard. And to preach the God who not only calms the wind and the waves, takes away sin, but then equips you for life, for ministry, for service. Because it is finished, now and forever. That's your peace. That's your comfort. And that's your reality. The God who does everything for you and walks with you. May God watch over you and keep you, not just in the nave, but every day of our life. As we serve, as we love, and as we walk with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all our understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.
Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for your steadfast love and your wondrous works to the children of men. You hold power over wind and wave, sin and death. Deliver us from every trouble and distress, and bring us at last to our eternal haven. Lord, in your mercy, these and whatever else you would have us ask of you, O God, grant us for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who has also taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.